Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, guys. It is Monday. We're actually we're live on Monday this week, you know. Yeah. No, uh, no sleepy taters today. No, living uh, living large on Monday. Living la vida loca. Mm-hmm. I don't know the words, but I know the way the song goes. Do, 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 do. I don't actually know the words. I just know living la vida loca. Ah. Am having <laughs> the time of my life. You start off every, every podcast singing. I love it. You got a problem with that? I don't. I Good. like it. Good. You better like it. You better work, bitch. So, yeah. So, uh, what were you doing this weekend, Josh? I'd... I was at SCG Indie with you, and you know that. Yeah. So the weekend was good. We had a good yeah. time. Uh, we'll tell you guys all about it here in a few. But um, I I did get to go see my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law. Though my brother-in-law was working this weekend, so I didn't have to get you know drunk with him, which is good. That's good. You might not have. Uh... Might not have had as good of a weekend if you were drunk, so. Yeah, I might not have, but I saved my liver a few extra uh, a few extra days from shutting down. You know, future Josh mm-hmm. is happy about that. Um, but, you know, uh, my sister-in-law and my wife got to come this weekend, which was cool. And so, uh, but her liver uh, was damaged in the process. Ah, uh, by... she was the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, she had to sacrifice her liver a little bit to go out with her sister um and you know have a good time but they did do something really cool that i'm pretty jealous of um was it a pedal pub (laughs) no no pedal pub this time uh they went to a harry potter uh drag show (laughs) crickets crickets um but yeah they went to a harry potter drag show and i never thought that those two things would be be, yeah would be smashed together you know quite literally smashed yeah together yeah um, because, you know, things get smashed. I like that. That was a good pun. Um, but yeah, so they had a lot of fun. I was a little jelly. Um, but overall, great weekend. Indy's always a blast. Oh yeah, great um, city. Some of the Uber drivers there are pretty sketchy, you know, blowing you stop Ubered signs. There? Yeah, we Uber to the, uh, well, cause like we stay at my, my sister-in-law's and then we just park our car there and then we just, it's like a five minute Uber. If, uh. <clears throat> There's actually like a five dollar parking spot like right by the convention center. For, for... Yeah, but then you gotta walk, and then it's I might not that bad. I it's might like burn calories. A block or two. Yeah, that's what we did all weekend. Uh, I stayed with Brian Carey, Mitchell Castledini, and Jacob Hard. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, kind of hung out. Got a couple. We got Chinese food on the first day. That was pretty good. Ooh. Uh, it was from some. It was called like Egg Roll King or something like that. Okay. But uh, actually pretty solid if you're ever around there, which yeah. you, you obviously I, will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm there like every three months now. Yeah. So. But uh, we, yeah, that was the thing that I didn't that we didn't really get to do. We didn't get to go out and eat something fantabulous like we usually do. Yeah, you probably just like ate at your uh, sister's home. No, she, we didn't eat there. We just uh, we just stopped off and got um, Pimenti Brothers, which Pimenti Brothers is See, good. I wanted to get Pimenti Brothers, but everyone else was like, let's go check somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I mean, sometimes the same old, same old's good for me. And then we always stop at the yard house. Okay. Uh, you have... told me about. I, I forgot about that place. I remember you telling me about it the last time oh we were in Indy. God, they have... I need to go there because that is like that's Josh's like number one recommendation. Like that and the meatball place. <laughs> yeah, the meatball are like the two places Josh recommends. Well, that's in Pittsburgh, and that's that place is yeah. called Siena Mercado. 
Siena Mercato. That yeah, place that was place great. So obscene. I was so glad we went there. <laughs> Fresh meatballs on top of tater tots, covered in liquid cheese, with an egg on top. I did not get that because uh, they walked. Our waiter literally walked away when Josh told us the name of it. So Dave's balls. Yeah, we said Dave's balls, and our waiter literally left. Dave's breakfast balls. I so, mean, it, that's uh, a real thing. That's what they told us it was. I back mean, in the day. I believe you, but that waiter didn't. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to go check out some new stuff. Um, but my brother got to come too, so he was really happy about that. He he got a weekend away. Yeah, jo- um, uh, Josiah came with you, right? Josiah Valley was with us this weekend, so that was uh, that's always a good time. He he did he did well. He day twoed. Uh, I was pretty proud of him, and um, he played with humans. Yeah, Jack, so, uh, you know we can probably pull up his list here in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so your weekend was good. Yeah, my weekend was good. All right, awesome. let's let's, uh, let's crush into the fun let's fact. Let's hop into it, right? Our fun fact this week is actually uh, seven fun facts. <laughs> seven. I couldn't fun remember facts. if it was six or seven, to be honest. Uh, and it's all just a bunch of different creature types that only have one creature associated with that type. We have brushwog, brush, on brushwog. brushwog. <laughs> Uh, which is a two green, one colorless, three two. That whenever Brushwog blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus two plus two until end of turn. Holy shit! Don't read all these. These are awful. I, I have to. No, for, no. I no. have to for our, for our viewers that are listening. Don't. It's so bad. I, I especially have to read this one because I used to play this one in Casual Magic. Okay, just read this one and then don't read the rest. Just read their names. Wolf. Giant oyster, okay. which is two blue and two colorless for an oyster. You may choose not to untap giant oyster during your untap step. Oh, baby. Tap. As long as giant oyster remains tapped, target creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. And at the beginning of each of your draw steps, put a minus one, minus one counter on that creature. When giant oyster leaves the battlefield or becomes untapped, remove all minus one, minus one counters from the creature. Wow. That's... Awful. Kurt was sick in casual magic. All right, so then I'll read the rest then. All right, we got mole, like mole, 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 mole. Uh, Uh, Then we got ferret, which is cool. Uh, I like finding this card in bulk. It's cute. Um, And then we've got dreadnought. Josh, Josh, the poor sport. Let me read all the cards. (laughs) No way. Um, And we've got wombat, which this thing's frothing at the mouth. Shout out to you, Gavin. Yeah, this uh, rabid wombat's crazy. And then Lamia, L-A-M-I-A. That sounds like a like female singer's name, right? Yeah, I, and I don't. It's so it's Thought Render Lamia, uh, which is a weird one. And it was a card from what's that? Uh, that's Born of the Gods. Born Journey into Nicks. Oh, Journey into Dicks. Okay, they yeah. all look the same. Yeah, they do. Cool. So yeah, so there are seven different. Um, creature types uh, that were only used one time, and that was Brushwog, Dreadnought, Ferret, um, Mole, Oyster, um, Dreadnought, and Lamia. Which one of these cards, uh, which one, which creature type is the best in your opinion? I, well, I mean Dreadnought. Is... No, 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 I don't mean card-wise, but like, what's the coolest creature type here? Coolest creature type? I here? gotta go with Wombat. Uh, maybe, I, I think you... Wombats are cool. But ferrets, can you imagine, like, if they made a, a ferret type and they just went with it and it was, like, really good? Give it enough really time. Good. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> it was just... It'll a... be a commander precon. 
Don't yeah. do it. Ferrets versus wombats. <laughs> That'd be coming good. coming to a uh, coming to a precon near you. That'd be Heck sweet. Yeah. You know, uh, you know where you can probably find some ferrets or wombats. Oh God. Mom'sBasementGames.tcgplayerpro.com. If we have any one of these in stock, which okay, my guess is is we probably have rabid wombat in stock. All right, go all right, in, go in right. there, click on it. All right. For those of you uh, listening and well, and watching, because you can't see, Josh is operating the keyboard right now while I operate the mouse. <laughs> oh, we nope. ain't got no wombat. Nope. Okay. What about dreadnought? Do you think we might have dreadnought? Ah, Phyrexian dread. That card might be too expensive for us to have a copy of it of. Well, how do you spell Dreadnought? That's a rough one. Dread. N-O-U-G-H-T. Got it. There we go. This is the most exciting part for our <laughs> listeners. Oh, man. This is the best. Yep. Man, no we, Frexy we, Dreadnoughts. There's no way we have any of these other ones, right? <sighs> Maybe Brushwag? Let's try Brushwag. That could be a sneaker because it's a rare. Maybe. Brush... We normally put Wag. a lot of rares in, even if uh, even if they're not. Come on, baby, brush wag. It's searching. Hey! <laughs> we got a brush wag in stock for only twenty-five one. cents. You better so, hurry up and get it if you need for your brush wag tribal deck. <laughs> it can't be tribal because there's only well. There's you can a... play the changelings. Yeah, you can. All right. Changelings are. I'm gonna at one point I'm gonna play a Cavern of Souls deck and I'm gonna have, have my opponent dead. I'm gonna play a Cavern and I'm yeah. gonna name Brushwag. Brushwag. And they're gonna be like, what? <laughs> and then you call the judge for an oracle. <laughs> Alrighty, sick. but uh yeah, as we mentioned, we were an indie, but uh we're not gonna get into ourselves quite yet. We're gonna get into, you know, the people who did good at this tournament. <sighs> so uh, you know. Drake Sasser took it down with pretty typical gift storm. Uh Will Polium, who beat me in the Swiss, uh, took second place on Amulet Titan. Uh, third and fourth, Michigan uh, crushing it. We got Zach Allen, no surprise. Uh, he top-aided this event. Yeah, when, he, I, when I saw him this weekend, I said, hey, man, I talk about you every week on the podcast. I, I told him that, too. And he's just I like, was like, you're in the top eight again so I can talk about you again this week? He's like, I'm going to try. Yep. He doesn't have to try. He just does. Nah, he just shows up. With uh, you know, he he's been on and off this deck for a while. He uh, he's actually pretty proficient at it, Amulet Titan. And like we talked about, the Once Upon a Time lists are really starting to stick. Yeah, I think the Once Upon a Time list is probably the most. Um, I would have to say it's most the most efficient list. And then in we, my opinion, we got Brian uh, Brian Carey with Burn. You know, your baby. Uh, yep. Congratulations, Brian. Uh, my my favorite. I think my favorite part of the weekend, um, or one of my favorite parts, was when Brian came up to me uh, when he was going into top eight. He came out of his way to say, "We got two two copies of Grim Lava Mancer in posted um, and in the top eight. So I was really happy nice. about that because um, him and I don't talk about Burn a lot, <clears throat> but when we do talk about it, I always tell him, "Make sure you're playing more than one copy of Grim Lava Mancer if you're not." We're not friends. <laughs> and so he's like, when he first started playing, he's like, oh, God, all right, man, I'm going to try. I'll, I'll play one, but I'm not making any promises. And now every time he sees me, that's our running joke. Like, he's See, like, man, I love what's it. What's really funny is I really tried talking him off two Grim Lava Mancers this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I wanted him to play a wear tear in his sideboard. Because yeah. I, I don't like not having an answer to Leyline. 
but he killed someone through a ley line, so yeah. apparently, like... I, well, so that's the thing. I don't really... I don't give a fuck about a ley line because uh, if it's kind of a coin flip, right? And you have three games. Mm-hmm. So if you get that game one, you know, and you're lucky enough... Which um, if a deck's playing ley line mm-hmm. and, it's si- and it's sideboard, you're probably going to beat it game one. Correct. Because that means they're scared. Yes, and so you're going to have two games to be like, okay, I need to open up with creatures here. Because you can... You know, you can uh, lightning bolt yourself. You can lava spoke, spike yourself. You can skewer yourself and just get those prowess triggers in mm-hmm. and then stick an idol on. And they have to cast things to beat you. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not that tough to, to fight through a, a ley line. Maybe, uh, maybe we can get you to play this on stream for Brian one week. I know I, you've been talking about trying red-white for yeah, a while. I'd so. like that. We'll uh, maybe get you to try it one more time. Uh, Hobbs... In fifth place with Jun Death Shadow. Uh, this is actually who Brian beat in the top eight. Uh, who Brian actually lost to in the Swiss. He was undefeated until the last round of day one. And he lost to Hobbs in round nine. Mm, uh, Hob- Hobbs. Hobbs was the... Uh, he, he was the player that... He was the only X1 going into round 14. So he got to concede to his opponent and then draw in the last round. Wow. Draw in with a concession. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, the only Urza player, Oliver Tomiko, who <clears throat> beat me in a backup feature match that unfortunately did not get on camera, but uh, I found out that got talked about, which we'll uh, we'll get to why it got talked about in a little bit here. Yep. But you know, this deck, what a lot of people consider to be probably one of the best decks in the format. Uh, I feel it might be too powerful, but after reading on Twitter, a lot of pros are saying they actually aren't impressed with this deck. And even, like, Oliver told me while we're playing, he's like, I wish I would have read him. And uh, I faced in Syed on the same deck. And both of them told me they wish they would have registered any other modern deck that weekend. Okay. So. Yep. Uh, and then seventh place is Selesny Aldrazi, which uh, this deck used to play the Karn package, if you remember. But now they're on Once Upon a Time instead, which I like a lot more. The Karn package just seems so random in this deck to me. Mm, wow, that looks really cool. Yeah, I uh, I really like that. And then <clears throat> I uh, I've been telling everyone, don't don't uh, don't give up on the graveyard decks. You know, yeah, uh, don't sleep on dredge. Yeah, they're gonna get you. Like you don't respect <clears throat> this deck, you don't play any graveyard hate, and this deck's gonna stomp. This should be a four of, in my opinion. Playing three Merchant of the Veil on their main board. That's Our, pretty cool. I told people this is gonna be like one of the best cards in this set at common. Yep. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty traditional dredge deck, other than uh they swapped out Faithless Sitting and put in merchants and added like an extra dredger. Yeah. Because uh you know, you don't have as you have to have it in your hand at first with the effects like this. It's not like looting where yeah. you can just like have it immediately. Cool. So uh we're gonna so that was top eight. We're gonna move down a little bit. Uh this devoted devastation deck that got ninth was pretty cool. It was also on Once Upon a Time. Uh, we were seeing this deck playing the Stoneforge package. This person isn't. Uh, I really like the Stoneforge package in this deck, but maybe Once Upon a Time is just better. Well, this just <clears throat> this just makes for a pure combo. Um, this is you're you're sort of on the line of. Uh, well, there was a lot of ways the Stoneforge is actually comboed for you. Correct, I know that, but okay. Um, this kind of maybe thins it out a little bit. Um, it, you don't have to have the uh, the equipment in there, right? So, yeah. um, <clears throat> they're on the same plan that. Um, the uh, Valakut deck is. You know, they're just like, yeah, I have extra ways to find my Titan. Yeah. I need that. 
And so this is extra ways to find your your quick combo piece. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think they're also on time, like Eldritch Evolutions. Yeah, for... I think Once Upon a Time is just, man, it's it's going to be really good. Yeah, and I can see like this being good in the deck. I could see maybe like instead of the Evolutions and like Postmortems, maybe playing like Stoneforge and then you play like three equipment. Yeah, then yeah, I think that the, might be like I think that's the variant where I would go. But you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting ways to take this deck. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends recently put it together. Uh, he didn't have the Stone Forges because he kind of wanted to like budget out for a little yeah. bit. Uh, well, this is the way to, to exactly. go on that budget plan. Uh, scrolling down through a little bit more, there. Josh and I were talking. There wasn't a bunch of super interesting decks. Esper Gorios was really cool. Uh, I actually watched that guy play a little bit. Yeah, I just heard about him on day one, so that was neat. Yeah, then uh, we'll go check out the next day. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to keep an eye out for, like, other Michiganders, too. I know uh, Michigan was, like, flooded on the day, too. Raja Solomon, uh, he's been a big fan of this, like, four-color Snow Healy deck with Stoneforge Mystic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing this deck a bunch. He even, like, he doesn't come to Pando a lot because, you know, he he's sponsored by RIW, and yeah. a lot of those guys just, like, test together, you know, like him, Kyle yeah. Bogomis, Andrew Allen Bogan. Yeah, they only come for tournaments, usually. Yeah. Well, uh, they he was actually here a couple FNMs when Stoneforge first got unbanned. Uh, came in on, like, a FNM, came in on a Wednesday, uh, really testing this deck, and he says he loves it. It's totally Raja's style. Just yeah, that deck is really cool. A super cool, grindy deck. Yep. That was something that Josiah showed me on the way home last night. He was mm-hmm. pretty impressed with that list. Erin uh, Barrich, I faced her in the Swiss. She was playing a really cool Naya burn list with, you know, the Wild Nakatos were back in the deck. The Atarka's Commands were back in the deck. Throwback, baby. Yeah, this deck was sweet. She uh, she flooded out pretty bad against me, which was kind of unfortunate, which, you know, kind of something we talk about, the more colors you had to burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of an issue. She had Tarmogoyf in her sideboard, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, Cinder Vines. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I want to try this list at some point. Uh, I don't think I'll get to it because I have, like I said, I have regionals this weekend, and then depending on how I do, I might actually be uh, booking a last-minute flight to Atlanta next weekend Okay. because I'm really trying to uh, queue up for the Invitational. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Where was that? All right. Scrolling back through. Did Josiah prize you now? Uh, he did. He took... All right, so his list will be coming up then. Yeah. I can't remember what place he took. Maybe, no, maybe he didn't. I think he was a couple away from you. Uh-uh, you'll find him. The, uh, the Kethis combo deck, this was one I wanted to talk about. Oh, Kethis combo? It, uh, Collins Mullen's got a deck tech on it, and it'll be able to explain it a lot better than I am. I could, but basically it's the standard deck just with a bunch of cooler cards in it from the modern format. So More what is, ways to combo with, like, Mox Opal. Can can we read Kethis, the Hidden Hand? Because actually, I don't know what yeah. it does. Uh, so it's an Abzan card from M20. Uh, it's a 3-4. And legendary spells you cast cost one less to cast. You can exile two legendary cards from your graveyard, and it basically then lets you cast legend cards from your graveyard. Ah, uh, le- okay, that's so, the Elf Advisor. Yeah. So yeah. with, like, Mox, Amber, Mox, Opal, you can go infinite mana. Okay. Uh... What's the thing? Uh, you can use Psy to draw your deck. Uh, yeah, because it's legendary. Jace, that's how you win the game is by using Jace once you draw your whole deck. Okay. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, no, th- this deck was really cool, and it seems really fun. I wish uh, I wish I was better at clicking. I'd stream it for sure. But yeah, I see a lot of Oko's in these sideboards that you're. That, yeah, the Oko that you're was talked about as like probably one of the best cards 
from the new set, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, then I want to talk about this really cool Golgari Yawgmoth deck. Okay. So it basically is just like a... It's an undying combo deck okay. with Yawgmoth because undying is the creature gets a plus one, plus one counter. So with two undying creatures in play in Yawgmoth... You can keep offsetting them by sacking the other and putting the counter on the other one. So, essentially, you can do that as much life as you have. Okay, so Yawgmoth Ran Physician is the new um, Modern Horizon card um, that is, you know, that you pay the one life, sacrifice another creature, and put a neg one, neg one counter on up to uh, one target creature. And you get to draw a card. So, that kind of gives you that engine to get going. Yeah. So, that's really cool. And you get to play the baddest quarter pick in bulk of all times young wolf young wolf boom <laughs> but yeah so essentially your plan with this deck is uh if you eventually get a blood artist in play uh you kill your opponent because you just keep sacking mm -hmm. and uh you can also do the same thing with Geralt's messenger because you'll pay a life but your opponents will lose two life yeah so you can eventually you'll just eventually go infinite with that yep and the kitchen finks thing offsets it and well kitchen finks doesn't go infinite <clears throat> Because um, it's a minus one, minus one. Uh, uh, but you get to register Acidic Slime. You get to register Commander cards in yeah. Modern. And I always love that. Shriek Maw, Thrag Tusk in the main, Hell Four yeah. Wall of Roots. Yep. Yeah, no, this, this deck's really cool. Excellent. Uh, it was another one I wanted to pull up and talk about for that reason. Yeah, so if you go down a little bit more, I think you'll find... There he is. Yeah, Josiah took... 74. 74. Josiah Valley. And so he he played um he played humans this weekend and three charming prints. Yeah, he said he actually so that was a thing that I wanted to talk about on his list. He said that uh though he liked charming prints and it's a meta call. He trimmed a phantasmal image with it. Yeah, he he actually didn't uh he didn't like the fact that charming prints is not Bob. He found himself uh flooding out a lot this weekend and uh the horizon canopies uh, and the water, the four horizon canopies and the one waterlog just really didn't get him over that hump. So if he said if he's gonna flood out, uh, he would rather he would rather um, have Bob in there. Well, these decks haven't played Bob in a long time. No, they have not. Um, but um, he feels that that was the thing that he was missing all weekend. Hmm. And he's he's uh, he's pretty proficient at this deck. Um, so he said that out of the sideboard, he feels like if he's got to have a, a tough matchup against Burn, uh, he can get him out of the sideboard. So he feels pretty confident. Also, um, the gentleman that I lost to, one of my two losses, um, going into, um, on day one was Humans. And he topped six, he, I think he took like 14th place or something like that. Um, he was running 18 lands. Hmm. So... Josiah said, mm, "I want to. I want to cut me some eighteen. I want to go down to eighteen lands." He said the guy was nuts, but he loves it. That's great. Yeah. So uh, Noah Miller, that's who it is, right there. He took fourteenth place. Okay. So, um, so there was a, there was one other Michigan player that we wanted to talk about, or I wanted to talk about at least. That's not the list. Uh, do, 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 do. I think I just scrolled up a little bit too far. Where did it go? Uh, it was Anthony Nazaro. There it is, 19. number nineteen, Anthony Nazaro. Uh, Congratulations, Anthony. Uh, so yeah, he, he was the highest placed Michigan player, other than uh, 
what Bogamus and um, you mean Zach, uh, they Brian were, well, they were Zach, Zach and Allen. Brian. Yep. And I think Kyle, yeah, Kyle Boggs took twelfth. And Boggs, yeah. So the, he was Azoria Stone Blade, which he he wrote an article about this deck. Uh, if you check out his Twitter, he talked all about it in his article. Uh, Kyle's a really good player. Well, those non those non uh, RIW grinders. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he I guess he plays the highest, so I, I was pretty proud of him for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the interesting thing about his deck was he was playing Jund, but he Anthony actually hates the card Scavenging Ooze, which is really interesting to me. Uh, and he played two Bone Crusher Giants instead. Yes, that and card is sweet. it actually got him mentioned in... Uh, Patrick Chapin wrote an article today about like the, how uh, Throne of Eldraine is impacting modern, and he actually pulled up Nazaro's list and talked about it in his article. Okay. So, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was really cool, I thought. Getting a shout out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's playing a pretty interesting Jun list. You know, two Bone Crusher Giants, which you can Blood Braid Elf into because it's basically like an alternate casting cost. Kind of like Spectacle is the best example I can think of. Uh, he played two Goblin Rabble Masters also because Nazaro said he really likes to get people dead. And then he had Ashiok as his graveyard hate, which I, is pretty common because it's also scapeshift hate. Ooh, baby, I played against Ashiok Dream uh, Render this weekend, and that thing is the real fucking deal, yeah, man. card's really good. God, I love that card. But uh, that's about it for the open. So we're going to head over to the modern classic now. Classic. Uh, it's so classic. Azorius Control took first place. Pretty, pretty common blue-white control list, you know. Nothing. Ooh, pff, never mind. Okay, so this is really cool, actually. Uh, <laughs> You're like, it's just your regular. Oh, there's Terminus. So because of this new card, Mystic Sanctuary, the Miracles archetype has actually been coming back, even mm-hmm. in Legacy, uh, because it lets you reset your Terminus or your Enter the Infinites. Hieroglyphic Illumination, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, because they want instant speed draw. Yeah. You can draw Terminus on other people's turns. Sick. He has four opt, though, so he admits opts better. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so entreats the win con again, and Terminus is back. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is going to be how it sticks. Uh, it really depends if Terminus is good in the modern metagame. But it's uh, it's cool to be able to see as a take. Yeah, absolutely. That's hot take, right? Eh, it's a lukewarm take. Lukewarm take. A lot take. of people were talking about it. Cool. Uh, Amulet Titan took second. You know, we've seen that a lot. Or was the outcome in third and fourth? Uh, Dredge in fifth, uh, Urza outcome in sixth, Jund in seventh, which I think, yeah, this, uh, this is a little more stock than Nazaro's list. Yeah. Uh. Other than the kitchen fix in the main, that's a little different. Yeah, that's a medical thing. Yeah. Depends on how much burn you expect. I've seen it before. Uh, and then Dredge again in eighth. And then just some more amulets and Jund and is it Kiki deck, a burn list, which I think is just stock burn. Yeah. Just, you know. Traditional burn, two Hushbringer in the sideboard, though. That's Yeah, cool. I've been seeing that pop up and burn Hushbringer a little bit. They um, were playing, uh, before this one came out, I seen Liss playing uh, Takatli Honor Guard, which is the same thing, except it's a little worse of a creature. Yeah. It's so, a 1-3, but it doesn't have flying or lifelink. Yeah, so. it just doesn't allow creatures to uh, enter the battlefield triggers to happen, so it's pretty neat if you think that's going to be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abzan Company... Jun Death Shadow by Brandon Dalloway, who's also from Michigan. He's a pretty well-known green-black X player at this point. Uh, just pretty old throwback to the old Jun Death Shadow lists. Nice. Another Urza Outcome and Eldrazi Tron for cool. the top 16. 
And then standard, we're not going to spend a lot of time on because standard is screwed right now. Uh, you'll see one, two, three, four, five, five Golos lists in the top eight. Yeah, so it's a Golos. It's coming up on winter, so we could call it Golos winter. Yeah, it's Golos fall. <laughs> Golos fall. Yeah, so uh, if you're not if you're not playing Golos in standard, remember. Go out and get your Golos deck because you're doing it absolutely incorrect. Or don't because there's no major standard tournaments until the BNR. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, so don't. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, as I mentioned, this weekend is SCG Regionals. I will be going to the Columbus one as that's the closest one to us Michiganders. Uh, but there's there's plenty of options for you if you're uh, if you're on the East Coast at least. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of East Coast options. Uh, a little Texas option. <laughs> yeah, you got Philly, and shit. If you can, you think about it. Like if you just if you got all the monies and you're just like, man, I want to play Magic this weekend. I'm gonna buy a ticket to Florida. You can go play in Florida if you want. You know, and get in that warm weather. It's because it's freezing already here in Michigan, man. Mm-hmm. You're not it's already warm. cold as titties out. But yeah, I, hate it. I may. Uh, I may go to Columbus this weekend if I'm able to. Yeah, I'm not know. sure. I'm not 100% sure what I got going on, but um, I got to check and see. But I know uh, I would really like to jam some magic if, if possible. Yeah, you'll have, to, uh, you'll have to let me know. Might hitch a ride with you. Maybe we can pick up Josiah. Yeah. I know he, uh, he likes playing know. the magical. So. Never know. And then for the uh, wizard side of things, we have the Mythic Championship 5, which is going to be an arena tournament. And it's going to be in Long Beach. Long Beach. Uh, LBC, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, the, the $750,000 prize pool for that tournament, which nice. is always cool. Because, you know, they're trying to push Arena, which I, I respect. Yeah, Arena's the future, baby. Arena and, uh, is the future. I don't know. Uh, Who AKA this is? A.K.A. The Skipper. The Skipper's got a question. I don't know if you touched on it before I got here, but Josh... What turned you away from Burn this past weekend? Oh. That's actually a good transition into our main topic. Oh, hey, topic. Jake. Yeah, Jake Noel. Yeah, so oh, that'll... Oh, okay. What up, Jake? Uh, that'll help us transition. So the reason I didn't play Burn this weekend is pretty... It's pretty interesting. Um, and my choice uh, in not playing Burn is... Uh, it's kind of a weird one, um, but I think people can respect it. So I don't get to play Magic that often, right? I get to play sometimes at... At uh, our local LGS, Pandemonium Games and Hobbies in um, Garden, uh, City. Garden City, Michigan. I get to do that on Wednesday. And even I get to play Legacy sometimes on Thursday if I go try to help support the community to grow our Legacy base. Um, so I don't get to – I'm not really in-depth in the modern. I, I play more Legacy because I play it every week online. So uh, the reason I didn't play because I've been playing – I've been playing Burn for, what, maybe four years now? Um, yeah, I think you said you picked it up right around the RTR time, right? Yeah. Um, and so I didn't play it this weekend because I didn't feel comfortable about my list. Um, I play a non-traditional Jun list that plays Atarka's Commands and Bumping the Knights in the main. Um, and I just found myself going to 14 too fast. And with the with even the, even the mirror, um, they have the life gain. And um, it, it's just... It's not a very good mirror match, right? And so I knew I was going to see a lot of burn. Uh, so I thought to myself, well, let me try to change my list up. And I tested last week, and I, I tested my list. 
in preparation going into the weekend. I just didn't you feel comfortable. You were playing a red black list, right? Yeah, I was playing a Rakdos With, uh, list. Sovereign's Bite, I think it was. Yeah, I was testing out Sovereign's Bite. Um, and that card is just, it's one black and a colorless. And it just says, uh, your opponent loses three life and you gain three life. That's it, right? Um, and so I just, I didn't really feel that comfortable with the list yet. And I didn't know what the sideboard needed to be because I am not, um, I don't get to play that much modern. And so I wanted to pick up a deck um, that I had played a few months ago that I thought was, um, that I was going to have fun with. Not, not just because I thought it was well positioned and I was going to do well. Um, I just wanted to play a deck that I was going to have fun with. You wanted to get people. Yeah, and I just wanted... And I wasn't trying to be a troll, right? I just wanted to have fun this weekend. I thought for sure you'd get a feature match when you started out like 4-0. Yeah, and... Yeah, and you, you were you were 4-0, and then you picked up your loss in the fifth round, right? If I remember right? Um, I, I'd have to look. It, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, I was, I was... I started out crushing it. Um, but, yeah, I just... Um, I wanted to have fun this weekend, and I did that. And that was something that um, Josiah and I talked about and my brother and I talked about going into the weekend is when you're playing Magic and you're having fun in Magic and you're not there to grind this new deck that you've been testing for four years and you feel like you're the best and, you know, nobody can beat you because, you know, why did I lose that match? I should have won. I'm, I'm a better player. I don't want to have that mindset playing Magic anymore. I don't want to feel like I'm the better player. I'm... I'm, um, you know, my list is better, better, better. I wanna, I wanna enjoy myself. I wanna have fun, and I got to, I got to play a list that I had a lot of fun with. I got to oink at people this weekend. Yeah, let's uh, let's pull it up. Uh. So I played Boreos Vengeance, uh, and Boreos Vengeance is I, I've actually put up uh, a few videos online, and I kind of feel bad about those videos online now after this weekend because I, I figured out how to play the deck. So, you, you, as much as I want you to stream Brian's Burn, that might have to wait till next week. Yeah. I think you need to stream this this week. Yeah, so um, I actually, like, I didn't really understand fully how the deck worked um, before when I was playing it. And so those videos are kind of be null and void on our YouTube, right? Because it's just me getting dumpstered on. <laughs> I'm not even sure I went positive in a league with this thing. I don't think you did, if I'm going to be honest. I think the best I ever did with this thing was two. No, 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 I did. I went. We started out 3-0. Josiah helped me run this. That's right. You did a league with Josiah. So I 3-2'd with this list like a, a while ago when Faithless Looting was still in. Um, so Boreal's Vengeance, uh, it has uh, three Generator Servants, uh, which is a card that was a complete all-star all weekend. Um, and you sacrifice Generator Servant, you add two mana to your mana pool. Um, and if you use it, uh, if you spend that mana on a creature, it gains haste until end of turn. So, uh, Mr. Pigpants himself, Ilharg the Razor Boar, if you uh, push that thing out on turn three, you know, if you go turn one, uh, a lot of times I was turn one playing a tapped land, or turn one I would um, cast the Merchant of the Veil, which is the new Faithless Looting. It's that uh, one haggle adventure instant card where it says discard a card draw a card and you said this card wasn't was absolutely great yeah it's it's probably i'd have to say it's one of the better cards in the deck i think it's uh it's right there with generator servant in at power level like it's better it's it's a higher power level of course but um people don't really know what to how to play against this card yet they'll have to find out that hey i gotta counter this thing Mm -hmm. because when i'm going turn one uh discard Ilharg into my graveyard, draw a card, uh, turn two, um, either collective brutality 
to, um, you know, check to see what's in your hand, mm -hmm. whether I grab your path to exile or whether I grab um, your counter spell and get rid of it to, to you know, lead the way into uh, Goryeo's Vengeance, sing back my Ilharg the Razor Boar. Um, those are the things that make the deck powerful on turn two. And then you also have Cathartic Reunion, which is also ignorant. Um, so let's say that you didn't even Merchant of the Veil on turn one. You just played tap, uh, tapped uh, Blood Crypt Pass. Um, and then you untap and then you Cathartic Reunion and you dump Ilharg or Grizzlebrand into your graveyard. Um, and, you know, turn three, you draw, you know, you're able to cycle um, along with the London Mulligan. You know, I, there was a lot of times where I'm just like, go to five. Mm -hmm. And then I'm I see like, you win on all out of fives. I won on a four. That's so dumb. And I will tell that story in just a minute once I get through this deck. But um, the the deck is super, you, you know, you can mulligan to five, uh, you know, and still have a consistent way to get your combo because you have so many um, so many ways to get your big creatures into the graveyard. So Ilharg um, is a pig, right? And he's a sweet little pig. He's a 6-6 six, six trample for five. Um, and Decent rate. Oh man, I mean, six six trample for five by itself is beautiful. What would they have, What would they have done for that back in the day? Oh my god! So um, when you move to attacks, um, you trigger Ilharg, and it says put a creature from your hand into play tapped and attacking. Um, so this this guy, he just you either put in um, Grizzlebrand, which amazingly is the worst creature in the deck to put in at that time, because you have Emrakul in the deck. One of these kills the uh, Emrakul the Aeon's Torn is a 15-15, as you know, um, that has Annihilator. Um, and now, the thing about this that people, I even had, when I moved to attacks with Ilharg and I squirted in uh, Emrakul, people, I'd say about 50% at least of my opponents would ask me, do I sacrifice the permanents now? Um, and I actually had one guy try to pick up six permanents. I was going to say, they, they don't sacrifice it, right? Correct. So um, when Emrakul comes in off of Ilharg, uh, you do not sacrifice those permanents. Your opponent does not because it comes in tapped and attacking, so there's no trigger there. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is 21 damage. So a lot of times, because uh, Ilharg has Weird. trample... What's, uh, what's someone's starting life total Magic the <laughs> Yeah, right? It's 20. So it's 21 damage, and uh, it, it, you really have these... It's the best two-mana burn spell ever. Yeah, it is. And a lot of times you just have these turn threes. I mean, it, turn twos happen a decent amount, too, because you have Simeon Spirit Guide. And you know, the fair and balanced Magic the Gathering card. Yeah, and a lot of times too, um, the the most surprising card for me this weekend. And I, after after playing day one, I said, man, I said I think I want to cut Gemstone Cavern. Um, this card just it gives me trouble sometimes because when you draw it uh, and you're you're on the play, um, or it's not in your opener. Yeah, or it's not in your opener and you draw into it. Uh, it's just a colorless land. But Gemstone Cavern says. Uh, if this card is in your hand and you are not on the play, you may exile a card from your hand and put this card onto the battlefield um, for pregame effects. Um, so this this card actually helped me um, to um, in day two to uh, turn to someone, uh, which is really, really nutty because you're pitching a card too, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it just, 
it, it makes it makes for unfair magic, and I had a lot of fun playing unfair magic, and I'm not used to that. Uh, so the weekend, you know, just magic itself, I was turn twoing and turn threeing people, and and you know, um, if I had to fight through some uh, counter spells or some path to exiles, um, I was still make, hitting that turn four or five. Nice. Um, but Ilharg, going back to Ilharg, um, one of the biggest punts that I made was an actual. It wasn't a punt, right? Um, on my part, I just was. I'm just new to the deck, so. Um, Ilharg says his first text says, or his second portion of text uh, says, whenever he dies or is put into exile from oh, the I battlefield, um, you may put it uh, into its owner's library third from the top. So on day two, almost all the time, I was just like, well, I don't want Ilharg to get exiled, you know, by path. Mm-hmm. I want to put that bitch third from the top and draw it again, right? Well, people were killing it. And I was still on autopilot thinking, oh, well, I, I want to put this thing a third from the top because that's just what you do because it's good value. Well, if you leave him, if you let, allow him to go to the graveyard, you may top deck Agorio's Vengeance later on and then have an out to win again. So this is a may ability. It says uh, whenever he dies or goes into exile, you may put it into its owner's library. So... I was never thinking about it. I was just like, oh yeah, you just got to put it, you just got to put it there. Well, um, day two, I was started out two and oh, uh, my round three, this happened to me. He died or excuse me. Then I, I lost a round to, um, uh, Valakut didn't draw well. Uh, and then I played against death shadow and they terminated it. And so I was like, shit, I was like, I guess I'm going to put him third from the top. And then I was dead next turn because he was like, play a second Death Shadow, um, and he flashed in Snapcaster, and he's like, pass the turn. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I can draw here. I think I need to draw two cards to get out of this game. I topped deck Agorio's Vengeance, and I was like, and I had Emrakul in hand, and I was like, holy fucking shit. If I would have left Ilharg, if I would have allowed it to be terminated and put it in my graveyard, I would have fucking got there. So I would have been... You know, I would have I would have won the match. That was game three. Mm-hmm. So, and I just felt like, oh my god! And it, it was like one of those things where I didn't punt because I I mean it was a punt, right? But it was one of those things where you're just not you're not really um, privy to all the things in the deck that you need to do because you just don't have that knowledge. Um, so uh, there was some really cool stuff this weekend. Um, I guess I want to, to talk about my sideboard too. All right. Um, so for, um, so for those of you that maybe think this deck is cool, I had, I had so many people come up. I had like fanboys this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it was really cool. I yeah. Thought. That were coming up to me. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe. Cause I took 23rd overall. Um, so that's, that's pretty solid, um, at an SCG. And I didn't expect, like I said, didn't expect it all. Still pretty surreal that I did that well. Jake said that's punishment for actually reading your cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, thanks, Jake. I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, 23rd was was really cool. Um, again, I've, I've never even topped that that high at an at a SCG event. Usually I'm just getting dumpstered on, right? Because <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the, the burn player in the room and... You know, Burn up to this point hasn't been amazing, but it's always been pretty consistent. But I just, you know. So anyways, I got to combo. So the sideboard. Let's go to the sideboard. We got four Chalice of the Void, uh, which this card is nuts. 
Mm-hmm. Completely fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just put chalice on zero, and then you just go to work. Or uh, if you are if you feel like you're going to maybe see Path to Exile or Surgical Extraction, which I saw none of, or Grafdigger's Cage, or... People aren't respecting the graveyards. No. And that's, like, that's, that's also part of the thing that I think led towards you doing so well this weekend. Correct, yeah. Um, so because I, I wasn't super proficient in this deck yet um i was able to i mean i learned i think by day two man i i I got pretty proficient at this deck i was really proud of myself because i was able to see all these lines Mm -hmm. um because like collective brutality allows you to see a lot of the um a lot of the things in people's hands and so you're looking at your hand and you're like oh shit well i could do this this and this and you're you're gaining all this knowledge um and you're seeing all these different lines so by day two i was just like this is cool Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Chalice is was the best card in my sideboard. If I just was able to register four cards, it would be Chalice. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Defense Grid uh, was also a uh, another card that I thought that Artie, Sarah, um, the uh, the gentleman that does pretty well in our area, he turned me on to last week. He said, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm having an issue um, against playing against Counterspells. Um and I really need something to stop it because, you know, the new pact, not the pact, but the new force, force and negation, force and negation. Um, is can really, really slow me down. And so he's like, well, why don't you just play defense grid? And then they have to pay three for it. They can't they don't force it for free. So uh, this was the option that I went with. And I didn't play against too many counter spells, uh, but this did really matter on day one. And so I was really happy about this. So I would say this this card does stay in the sideboard. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, engineered explosives. Uh, I think I, I don't think I took. I don't think I brought this card in enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I needed to bring this card in a lot more. It's a very versatile card. Yes, it's very good. Um, my matchup against um, Thopter Sword. Yeah, I have to have this card. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you I, not bring it in? I didn't bring it in against the one in the one game. I got two owed by Thopter on day two. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of the cards. I just brought my shenanigans in. Um, but I needed to bring this card in. Um, I needed to answer humans. Humans is a, a really tough matchup for this for this deck. And those are my two losses on day one, uh, my only two losses. And so I felt like um, I just need to see. I even brought it in against um, against my second humans player, and I still lost. So it, it's, it's pretty Humans rough. is a rough matchup for combo decks. So. Yeah, it is. Um, and so the next card is Quicksilver Amulet. Uh, so I did bring this card in. I like this card a lot. This is this is the spice. This is probably something that people were like, "Wow, can't believe you did well and you had this this shit card in there, right?" <laughs> because this is a commander card. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is actually the card I'm gonna cut. So I need to open up a few more slots because I took notes uh, throughout the the whole weekend um, because I wanted to. I want to get better at the deck, and I didn't care how well I did. I just wanted to get better because I fucking love this deck. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad I like got you to actually try this deck out. Yeah, yeah. And you're the one who said, hey, if you like this, if you like the boar in uh, in Legacy, fucking try the modern version. And I'm just like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about it on the podcast about the guy, um, you know, day twoing with this a similar list like months ago. Yeah. And so I hope that guy's proud of me. Because yeah. I, I played his list. I'm sure he's a proud dad. Yeah. Proud, hashtag proud I wonder, son. I wonder if there's anyone else that's ever topped with this deck. I was, oh, never mind. That didn't do what I thought it would. Yeah. And so, I thought clicking on the deck name would pull up oh, like everybody that's done well with the deck. No. 
So Quicksilver Amulet needs to come out. Um, it, it opens up another slot for... Uh, the card's cool. The card's pretty good. It, it has practical applications uh, for some matchups, but it's one step too slow. Yeah. Uh, so I need a flight. I was kind of worried about that with yeah. this card. And I found, like, my humans matchup is so bad, so what I need to do is I need to put a one of um, Lightning Axe back in. I had that originally in the list because I used to have to play against titties, and so they would just, you know, flip your their their um, thing in the ice. Their thing in the ice, and then they would just return your creatures when you were in combat, right? Um, so what about like a Bantu's Last Reckoning? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just think I think it goes with my plan. I, I still have time to test, right? I think I think some board wipes would be pretty good in the sideboard. Yeah, um, I may I may go up. I may even in that slot uh, just play two Anger the Gods. Yeah, because Ang- Anger would actually be really go good. into the going into the weekend. It's a little bit of graveyard hate for like Dredge too. Yeah, the engineered explosives were Angers, um, but I did not. I didn't like the way the card was was going for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I may be incorrect on that. And so the next card in the sideboard is Blood Moon. Um, Blood Moon is, again, another card. If they said, hey, you only got a couple slots, you got two slots, what are you going to register? I'm going to say Chalice and Blood Moon. Um, because They're get em cards. Yes, these are the get em. Um, I can also, you know, it, let's say I'm on the draw. Well, if I have a Gemstone Cavern and I got a Spirit Guide and I got a Blood Moon, you might be dying. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what else is in my hand. I'm keeping that hand, right? I'm going to go turn... On my turn one, I'm going to go Blood Moon, and I'm going to see where this goes. because mm-hmm. I didn't get the chance to do that, um, but that's the same thing for Chalice of the Void. You know, if you're on the if you're on the draw and you're like, oh, well, I got a Simeon Spirit Guide, you know, Chalice on one, you know, that's it's very, very impactful on, on the rest of the game state. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing against, like, Living End, um, I, I cha- I, day two, I Chaliced on zero, and he blew it up. He ingot chewered, blew it up, and I went, Chalice on zero? And he was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I can't beat that. Um, so Chalice was the all-star for the weekend. Um, and also the the next one that we have in here is Shenanigans. Now that's now, just shenanigans. That's just shenanigans. This card was uh, a absolute fucking house this weekend, but I never drew it. Yeah. It was a house in my mind. So there was a I lot of- I think this card's really good for your deck. Yeah, I, I need a third copy somehow. But I don't think I'm gonna be able to squeeze it in. Uh, I kind of like two. But. Um, well, when I when when you see ensnaring bridge, you well, dead. You have explosives too. You do, you do. So in those matchups where I'm gonna see those, I gotta bring both of those copies in. You know, because um, the other thing too is the way that I get engineered explosives on three is I have to draw a pentide prism, right? If I don't draw a pentide prism, I'm not gonna be able to ca- uh, kill a bridge. Mm-hmm. So. That engineered explosives is a little dependent on my draw. Yeah. Um, so it's well while it's still good in those in that matchup, in the Thopter Sword matchup, it still can be dependent on on the bridge. So um, maybe maybe going forward, uh, if the defense grids aren't exactly what I need, um, I may cut the defense grids. That's the other possible cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put in another shenanigans and two board wipes or something like that. Uh, and then I cut the quicksilver amulets. So we'll see. But yeah. I mean, the list performed uh, beautifully. Um, I'm really proud of my uh, proud of my 23rd, and you know, I had to for the first time ever. I had to give my tax information to SCG. They got it now. They, they do. They got gotcha. you. They're like, we need that Soch. and I was like, wow, that's cool. I get my buy-in back because like you, I you remember don't, uh, you don't get any money for 
for top like thirty two. I think you get like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. You get a hundred bucks for top thirty two. Yeah. So or for top sixty four. For top thirty two, you get two hundred. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, get an extra hundred fifty bucks. That's pretty neat. Yeah. For those grinders out there, man, I don't, I don't know how you pay for your hotel room. Lucky I get to stay at my brother-in-law's. They do better than us. Yeah. <laughs> and they have people that pay for them. That's right. They always grinding. But, okay, so enough about me, Richard. You took 71st. I'm also yeah. very proud of you. I think you played well this weekend. You started yeah. out really well. Yeah. Day two, sometimes day two, um, you know, it's not it's not always the best, but sometimes you crush on day two also. But tell us how you did. Yeah, so... Uh... This tournament started out really well for me. I registered Mono Red Prowess. Uh, the reasoning I re- I registered this deck, and it's actually kind of funny. I registered like the Burnish deck, and you registered like the, <laughs> the, combo, the yeah. yeah the combo deck. Uh, so I registered this deck. It's what I've been playing a lot recently. I I have not been happy with Tron's position in Modern for a little bit. Uh, maybe that's incorrect because it has been doing well. It has been doing but, well, but. Uh, I haven't been happy, and I I played this deck a little bit before uh, when Hogak was legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody like just assumed it was the Phoenix version I played, but I actually never played Phoenix on my list. Okay, I played maybe five or so cards off from what I played this weekend, actually. Yeah, during uh, Hogak winter. Yeah, summer. I've just you know changed the sideboard out a bit because you don't need as much graveyard hate and things like that. Yep. Um, the reason why I chose to register this deck as opposed to registering something like traditional burn or, you know, something I'm more known for, like Tron, or I've registered, like, Jeskai Sahili and things like that before, yeah. is I wanted to register the deck that I thought had the best chance to kill my opponent as fast as possible, which I think is this deck. And you just had some success 5-0-ing with this thing on our... Yeah, uh, I, I had a 5-0 games. with this deck. Uh, I've prized the past three weeks at our locals with it. Yeah. Uh and I've I felt really comfortable with it, and so I played it. I started the weekend out four and zero, and then I faced Will Polium, who got ended up getting second at the tournament, uh, and he he beat me in a really close game three, where if I drew any burn spell off the top of my deck, I killed him. Okay. Uh, and then I didn't pick up my next loss until the last round of day two, or day one. I picked up my next loss to Sam Black because. Uh, Turns out this deck's never beating Pulse of Marasa, Snapcaster, Pulse of Marasa. <laughs> Lightning Helix, Snapcaster, Lightning Helix. You're, For those of you that um, don't know what Pulse of Marasa my is. My opponent gained 12 and picked up two land drops. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And then in, I ended up going to a game three against him. Uh, kept a risky one lander that didn't quite work out for me. Uh, and then going into day two, uh, started off winning my first round in day two. Was feeling pretty good. Then uh, I got put in the backup feature match against Oliver Tomiko. Uh, I knew what he was on. He knew what I was on. Uh, we have actually talked on and off. Tomiko's a really good guy. He top-aided the tournament. Good on him. And, uh, yeah, so game one, I beat him. He was on the Urza Ascend- or the the Paradoxical Ascendancy Emery deck. Okay. Uh, and in games two and three, both games, he went turn one Emery. I would kill it, and he would go turn two Emery Oko. Okay. That was his turn one and two, both sideboarded games. Uh, Oko, if moving forward, if Oko is going to see a lot of play, this deck is not a great option. Okay. This deck cannot beat an Oko. Just, gets, one, just one Oko. Yes. Okay. It gets too much loyalty. Uh, I was 
I could have beaten it. I was close to beating it game three, but he had the construct and it was like a seven seven, and he milled over one Galv blast. I knew he only had two, and so I took the seven because I had like four creatures in play and was gonna try to kill him through it. Yeah, I remember you telling me. And this. he had the other Galv blast. Uh, yeah. But Oko single handedly beat me game two, just by like. I'm ne- if I can ever try to kill Oko, I can try to kill him. Yeah. But you got to fight through the three threes. You got to fight through him gaining three life of return. Okay. And that card is just insane against this deck because traditional burn has more spells to try to, you know, deal with the three threes, get a little bit more reach. Uh, it has ways to stop life gain. This deck doesn't really have that. And I don't really think you want that because it's going to be pretty awkward skull cracking them, cracking a food token. Yeah, and like you know, you're you're cutting down on your on your creature base, and you really need those prowess creatures yeah. to get in there and do that extra work because they're doing sometimes they're doing more than three damage. The traditional uh, skull crack yeah. spell. The the creatures are the bread and butter of this deck, which we'll get into the deck a minute after I uh, finish talking about my weekend. Uh, so after that, I faced Valakut, beat Valakut. Uh, matchup is pretty favored for us because. Where we kill pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Then I faced Zan- I faced seven different grinders this weekend. By the way, I to be honest, I probably did too. Almost, I know. I just played against because uh, who was it? Somebody somebody put in the post that I made. They were like, "You played. You beat two of the top fifteen people uh, that you know in the whole entire tournament." And I was like, "I didn't even know that." <laughs> like. And I know I only I played against Austin Collins and I beat him. Yeah. And then I played against Matt Hoey and lost to him. Um, you know some of the names out there. And then I played. I guess I played against a couple others, but I I had no clue. Yeah. Because like I don't. Though we talk about these guys each week, I don't remember names, and I don't watch a ton of content like right. SCG content. So when I was playing against grinders, they're like, "Who'd you play?" I was like, oh, "So and so." Like, "Oh, they're a grinder." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. I beat him. I don't. I don't know." Mm. So, yeah, same same with you, man. You played against a lot of good yeah, players I, uh, this weekend. Round three, I faced, or, no, it was round four, I faced Ross Miriam and beat him. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I lost to Will Polium. Uh, I beat Aaron Barich. I lost to Sam Black. I lost to Oliver Tomiko. I lost to Zan Syed, which is the one I was about to get to. Yep. Uh, he was also playing the Urza Outcome deck, or the Urza Ascendancy deck. Uh, and did the same exact thing to me that Tomiko did. I beat him game one and then got turn one and two Emery'd and Oko'd. Yeah. So, uh... Look out for Oko, right? The card's really good. Uh, then I... Really funny story. Uh, the round after that, I... So, going into the tournament, uh, Austin Collins made a post on Twitter asking for someone to let him... Let one of his friends borrow a burn deck. And... I own both Burn and Mono Red separate, other than a few cards. Uh, I was like a Sunbaked Canyon off. Yeah. And, uh, like, he wanted a couple sideboard cards I didn't have. So I was like, I'll bring this whole deck to you. Yep. So you uh, being a good guy. Yeah. So I, you know, handed the person the deck and, you know, went on, didn't really think much about it. But then in round 14 or 15, I see my opponent's name and I... I, I didn't really know the guy's name's Lance. Yeah, he Lance was, Nines. Yeah, he was yeah. a really cool guy. He's a grinder. He's amazing. Um, he he tops most. He day two is almost everything he goes yeah. to. 
Um, and he's been doing really well lately. I used to trade with him back in the day, him and his crew. Yeah, yeah he said he knew you. Yeah. Because I mentioned I worked for you. Yeah, and Lance, Lance is a great guy. I love that guy. Yeah, he was super cool. Um, and, yeah, I, I used to trade with him all the time, probably like three, four years ago, and now he's he's gotten really good. And it's so funny that you played against him. Let him borrow your deck. I let him borrow the deck and then, and then played against him. And then him. got dumpstered on by your deck. Yeah, I... Uh, he won the die roll in game one, which is pretty much how the burn prowess matchup goes. Absolutely. Uh, I faced uh, Jeremy uh, Bertaroni, I think it is. Bertaroni. I'm pretty sure that's actually how it is. Yeah, I believe I, it. I'm like, sorry, Jeremy, if you end up listening to this. <laughs> uh, he was also really cool. I faced him on day one, uh, and I beat him in the burn versus prowess matchup. But then, uh, yeah, Lance gave it to me in game one, and then I ended up mulling to five in game three. <clears throat> so that was unfortunate. And then... In my last round, I faced someone who has top eight. I I don't remember his name because it he he's top eighted the past two tournaments with Tron. Okay. Like he top eighted with Tron during Hogak, and then he top eighted uh, the most recent Modern Open before this with Tron. Okay. And uh, he I got him game one, or no, he got me game one because he stabilized with a Karn by eating all my lands and then played a Thrag Tusk. Nice. Uh, and then I got him game two. Okay. And then game three, he played Leyline of Sanctity. Ooh. And I got him down. I had double Blood Moon in play. Got him down to two. But he got a Karn Liberated, exiled my one Swift Spear, and then used Karn the Great Creator to tutor up a Mycosynth Lattice and lock me out. Shit. Yeah. So I lost to Tron with two Blood Moons in play. <laughs> so that's fun yeah well let me uh, let me read your list yeah you ready yeah go ahead this list is sweet man um so you got two bedlam revelers uh two blister coil weirds four monastery swift spear one season pyromancer which is very beautiful how are you liking this so yeah this uh i, I actually wanted to like talk about my list as we did this okay um well I'll, I'll let me finish out so yeah soul scour mage four of uh, 14 snow-covered mountains. Don't you be registering regular mountains because that's just <laughs> not cool. They got to be snow-covered. Uh, two fiery islets, uh, two sunbaked canyons for the split, um, two gut shot, four lava dart, ball and ass card, four lightning card's bolt. Great. That card's okay. Uh, four manamorphose, three mutagenic growth, the spice, four cl- uh, crash through, four lava spike, four light up the stage, and the sideboard being... Two Dragon's Claw, two Shrine of Burning Rage, which is so good. Uh, two Blood Moon, three Abraid, Kozilek, uh, uh Returns, three Surgical Extractions, uh, one Hazaret the Fervent, which, holy shit, you're playing a Hazaret? Yeah, that, this is the best card in my sideboard. Okay. Just like MMDW36 is the best for following us right Thank now. Thank you, MMDW34, for the follow. We appreciate you. Um and uh, shen- the one of shenanigans, which we both know that shenanigans be a good card. Yeah. So uh, it's Monty from Thursdays. Monty. Hey, what up, Monty? Hey, thanks for the follow. So yeah. So basically, let me go through some like things that I do that isn't common among mo- uh, mono red prowess players. Again, uh, back to like my stories a little bit. Uh, I you know my goal going into the tournament was to day two because I have not day two to open yet, and I did that and. I am super happy to have finally done that, but it was, it was a little bittersweet to lose three rounds in a row to not make cash. Uh, but you know, you don't walk in expecting to cash a tournament. Um, I 
made a pretty big Twitter post uh, talking about the deck and had a lot of comments on it. And I went into detail about a lot of the card selections and why I play what I do. So I'm going to give a small story about like my options as opposed to many other people's. Uh, but if you want to read a little bit more in detail, uh, go check out my Twitter. I made it my pin post. Uh, so I chose Blister Coil Weird over Kiln Fiend. I prefer it being a one drop. It's a lot more aggressive. It helps with your light up the stages on turn two a lot. And all in all, I would rather have a one drop threat as opposed to a two drop threat. The one of season Pyromancer is where a lot of people are playing a lot of Bedlam Revelers. I decided to do a split because I had it come up a lot where it was awkward where I'd have two Bedlam Revelers in my hand. So I'd have to discard one. I wouldn't get the value I wanted out of the other one. So, uh, Anthony Nazaro, who got 19th with Jund, recommended why not try a Season Pyromancer. And this card has been great ever since, because it does pretty close to what Bedlam Reveler does, except you don't have to be empty-handed, but if you are, you just get to draw two. But if you're discarding some cards, you get to go a little wide and make a couple elementals that can either chump block, push some damage, they don't get hit by engineered explosives, so... The Season Pyromancer was great. Uh... The split of Fire Isla and Sunbaked Canyon are a concession to Wurza because they play Pithing Needle and the only thing they can really Pithing Needle in your deck is one of these two lands. Uh, the free spells are probably the biggest uh, debate between myself and most Prowess players. A lot of Prowess players aren't on Mutagenic Growths or Gut Shots. Uh, that was the one thing I wanted to ask you about. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, no. That's the one thing I want to ask you about is like how... Are you going to keep uh, mutagenic growth in, and how did it like? How did it perform for you this weekend? Because these cards are insane. Like I, that's I've, the only thing I I had a question about is just how good it is. So I've I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I I truly believe that they are the correct options. Sure, they can be awkward sometimes. Like you sometimes want to kill a two two, but you have a gut shot. But the thing is, is there's so much outplay potential, and so much reach that not having to pay mana for your spells in this that give you because of the prowess mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and the other option would be like fork bolt the main. Uh, you'd probably go with like burst lightning or firebolt, but yeah. Or a split or something of the. Yeah. Medical. Uh, well, the muta the mutagenics are normally, like I think it's normally like a couple. Uh, the I can't remember. It's like reckless charge. I think. Uh -huh. It like gives your creatures haste, which. It's fine, but this deck is actually pretty taxing on its mana. Yeah. So, uh, and the thing with Gutshot, Gutshot has a lot more versatility than people think. They're like, oh, well, what do you do with Gutshot against Control? Or, you know, what do you do with it here and there? And the floor of Gutshot is, it's essentially a zero mana, at least two damage if you have a prowess creature in play. Yeah. The other things it can do is, I actually leave this card in against Control because you can kill Snapcasters. It's a free... The biggest thing is it's basically a dark ritual for your light up the stage. You There are many times I've kept hands that I go turn one gut shot light up the stage. And that's... It just feels great. You draw two extra cards. You replace these two cards. And... Yeah, you could do that with mutagenic growth in hard times too if you wanted to. Well, no, because mutagenic doesn't do damage to your opponent. Oh, yeah, it's light up the stage. <laughs> I was thinking just casting the spell. Go on, I'm retarded. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Gutshot actually like overperforms a lot. Um, mutagenic growth is probably the biggest blowout, and it also helps push lethal the fastest because at minimum it's a zero mana lightning bolt in your deck typically. 
uh, because most all of your creatures have prowess other than the seasoned pyromancer and its tokens. Uh, on top of that, uh, all these spells are essentially lotus petals for your bedlam revelers because th I've had times where I've mutagenic growth at sorcery speed to play a bedlam reveler and draw three more cards. And it just feels great. Like this deck really wants to put spells in its graveyard and really wants like mutagenic growth is very well positioned against lightning bolt. And I actually leave them in against burn because against burn, what matters are your creatures. So they try to bolt or helix your guy. You, I will gladly pay two life and keep my creature alive for my next turn. And the, it also is basically fog because then they can't attack with their creatures. So on top of that, I had a really, probably one of the coolest plays I've had was against Tron in round three. I was 2-0. Uh, I won game one, went to sideboard. Uh, I, I talked about it. I really don't know how I want to sideboard against Tron. Uh, I sideboard differently like every time, just trying to find out what feels well. Yeah. But this time I left mutagenic growth in because I decided I didn't want artifact hate on the draw. And my turn one was Swift Spear Attack. My opponent's turn two, they played a map on one and then played a Tron land and passed. So they had to have a removal spell. Spell uh, Contortion. Well, that's what they had, but it could have also been like Warping Whale. Warping Whale also. Uh, so on my turn, I play my Mountain. I cast Crash Through. My opponent tries to Spatial Contortion my Swift Spear. I Mutagenic Growth it. It lives through the Spatial Contortion. I hit my opponent for eight, and I cast Light of the Stage. Yep. That was my turn, too. That's nutty. And if I didn't have Mutagenic Growth at that point and my Swift Spear died, I would have lost that game. Yeah. So there are a lot of situations that... Phyrexian spells, especially a plus two, plus two Phyrexian spell can get you out of situations that not many people think about or that it can surprise your opponent and push lethal. So I, I highly recommend playing these cards. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but that's fine. I've, that's all right. You just gotta, you just gotta show them how good it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I put your money where your mouth is. Again, I, I used to, I will say, I used to be on four mutagenics, mm -hmm. and it's sometimes awkward, and I wanted an extra creature, so I did trim one. Nice. But I would never go below three. Cool. Uh, Crash Through Spike and Lava and Light Up are pretty pretty uncuttable in this deck. These cards are great. I've pushed through damage through, like, Tarmogoyfs and Death Shadows because of this card. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, now, can you, can you put a card like a Tarkus Command in this deck, and... Uh, I guess that's something we can talk about, you know, like without taking up too much time. But I know this deck is a mono red deck, right? But what happens when you do enter into another color in that you have like a spell like that that's uh, two cost mana intensive um, and also losing more life with uh, Fet Shocking? Like, yeah, like, how does that work? You can, but like then you don't get to play as many of these. You don't, mm -hmm. you lose a lot of your good spells. Like, you don't get to play your free spells at that point. Okay. Because the rest of the deck is pretty core. Uh, you have to play less creatures because you can't support, you can't really support Bedlam Reveler when your spell, like, costs go higher. Yeah. Uh, because okay. you really, like, I've seen people play it, and I understand why people splash the green. I don't think a Tarka's Command is really where you want to be with that. Uh, cool. Cool. A lot of these spells like just push as much damage, if not more. So the answer for you is no. I, I, I don't like it, but I know people who have tried it and said it's fine. Cool. So, excellent. Uh, with the sideboard, Dragon's Claw is really good for the burn matchups. Burn's really popular right now. Yeah. Uh, 
the one thing I've talked about a lot with my deck is there's one slot I'm not com I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with, and it's kind of a medical slash your own personal feelings is three surgicals. I could see going down to two if you're not worried about graveyard decks. If you did cut one, I would either go up a Dragon's Claw or Kozlek's Return. Uh, it would make uh, sideboarding against Burn kind of awkward because right now the clean sideboarding is cut spike, cut gut shot. Bring in Dragon's Claws, Abrades, and Kozlek's Return. Uh, so you would have to figure out how you what other cards you'd want to cut against Burn. Because both of these cards are very good for killing Core Firewalker, obviously gaining you life. Um, but I was... I was I lost a dredge on Wednesday. That was my only loss this past week. Yep. And I was worried about like dredge this weekend. Maybe that was incorrect, but No, I don't think so. I think it's like what we talk about. Don't sleep on I mean, I I probably would if I wouldn't have lost that round, I probably would have easily top sixteen. If I was a better player, I could have probably did better. Mm -hmm. But no, I didn't see graveyard hate in two days, man. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a rest in peace on day one and I threw the breach through it. Mm -hmm. I just pushed right. I was just like, that's don't. the other power of your deck because you can like, yes. you don't always care about the graveyard. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, cool, graveyard hate. I'm now I'm gonna through the breach you. Um, but yeah, like, I don't. I think it's incorrect. We've talked about this. It's very incorrect for you not to pack any graveyard hate. I think it's okay to go down to two. Mm -hmm. I would not go down any less than two. Yeah, no. Like I said, I wouldn't go below two. It's just like a meta call thing yeah, at that point. Absolutely. Tell us about Hazret, man. Uh, I'm excited. We'll get there in a second. Okay, go. Uh, so Shrine Shrine is pretty common in this deck because you're a mono red deck, and it's the best card against control because once you get to three mana, you literally just never tap below three lands, mm -hmm. and they either waste a spell trying to kill it and you dome them for however much, or they die to this card. I love this card. This card is great. I want to play with it in my new burn list. Mm -hmm. You, I don't know how well it would work with like having eight mono black cards, but... Uh, Blood Moon is, it is both, it's really good, and like, like I said, I died against Tron with two in play, but if they were like Alpine Moons or anything else, I still would have died. I just like, my opponent had Leyline of Sanctity, and I couldn't get through the last points of damage with my creatures. I'm not sure Alpine Moon is better than Blood Moon in your deck. It could um, be, but I'm That's not what sure. a lot of lists play, and yeah. so my reasoning to play Blood Moon, if I was only, if the only big mana decks in the format where Valakut and Tron, I would play Alpine Moon. But because Amulet Titan is a deck, and it's a pretty hard matchup, uh, play Blood Moon, because if you ever play that against them, for the most part, you will be able to kill them before they can stabilize through it. Absolutely, because you're just going to ping them, keep pinging them. Yeah, and, well, you also just, like, you still get to cast other spells. Blood Moon itself is a prowess trigger. Yep. So... It's just hard for them to fight through a Blood Moon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three of Braids, you need your Artifact Hate. Uh, God, a lot of people ask card? me why I'm on this over Smash. Uh, and it's it's nice to be able to kill creatures also. This card's just so fucking good, man. Yeah, I, I really like this card. Sure, the damage would be nice sometimes with Smash, but I don't I don't think that's worth the vers losing the versatility. No, not to kill. Because like you you need this as another card to uh, to kill. What's his face? Eidolon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, it's in, it's great in the burn matchup. Yeah, you've got to kill Eidolon. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Uh, the one of Kozlek's return, again, I could see going up to two copies I for dealing with things like Core Firewalker or even just, like, other creature decks. Like, yeah. Uh, Humans. Yeah. He, well, yeah, you bring it in against, like, all of those. Yeah. Uh, the Devoted Druid deck it's good against. Yeah. I think you're going to find yourself wanting to go up another Kozlek's return at some point, is my guess. Yeah. Again, it would have to be at the Meta. sake of a surgical extraction, but... Yeah. 
Uh, we already talked about that. Hazara is this card I did not get to use this weekend. No! Uh, the one matchup I had it was against Mardu Death Shadow. Uh-huh. And every time he bobbled me and seen it. Oh, damn. And so he just held a path to exile for it. Shit. Uh, but this card's overperformed for me in like the past weeks of me testing this deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody ever expects it. It, it literally is un, like it is the best when attacking. It is the best thing when blocking because it has indestructible. Yeah. And it also just gives you really good reach with like that two damage for discarding extra like lands or creatures you don't care about. This is the one card I think in Magic that I've I've never played and want to play. This like real great. bad. I love Hazard. Hazard the Fervent is sweet as fuck. I love this card. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Magic cards. And then lastly, the one of Shenanigans. Uh, this deck originally, for the longest time, only had three abrades for its artifact hate. Uh, the list that I took, that I like, started playing this deck from, only had three abrade. But I really felt like I wanted a fourth piece of artifact hate because of like, even back during Hogak, the Urza decks were still popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I originally had a pillage for the longest time because I didn't have the blood moons because I had extra graveyard hate yep. because of Hogak. Yep. Uh, but once I got to add the blood moons in, I noticed. The pillage was still fine, but I didn't really need it as much. And I turned it into a shenanigans because I just wanted, like, a heavy-hitting artifact spell. Yeah, and this thing... Now, a, a lot of people would probably tell you, oh, what do you, you know, what are you so worried about artifacts for? Um, just kill them instead. But I think I think this is the time to worry about having shenanigans. Or when people say, well, just you smash the smithereens in the spot. It's like what you talked about. It does the damage, but this is something that you can reoccur. You know, you can pick this thing back up and use it again. Well, it's super relevant in this deck because of prowess. Mm-hmm. It's like you're guaranteeing a prowess trigger when you dredge this. Yeah, it, so it's it has synergy with the deck. So mm-hmm. it's it's just, I think this card is a really, really good um, one-of in your sideboard. Yeah. So uh, that was that was our SCG Indie experience. Hell yeah, we did it, buddy. Yeah. and Crushed uh, them. We gotta we gotta keep an eye on the old Ilharg, uh, so we better hop on over to finance. Finance it see is. See if that card spiked yet. It hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> Not yet. Give it time. Not yet. But hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this weekend and I'm gonna I'm gonna top eight with this thing. Heck yeah, dude. Top eight the envy, and then you guys are gonna have, then uh, you're gonna see next week on finance Ilharg's up to six dollars instead of five. <laughs> well, uh, you know what card did spike though? Oh yeah, Golos, you guys, tireless pilgrim. He's uh he's up. 250%. So, uh, get your Goloses. Uh, well, no. Rich, sorry. Richard said, don't get your Goloses because you're not going to be able to play it after you ban. Unless you play standard at your LGS and really want to spike that old FNM. Yep. Uh, this, you missed out. The Field of Dead is going to get a ban. It has to. Uh, they literally moved BNR up so that way another Pro Tour won't get ruined by this card. So. Correct. Yep. Um, so this is a really cool one um, that Richie um, Richie does uh, follow LSV off of just finance, uh, but LSV he has a lot of times. I watch way too much magic. Yeah, you watch a lot of content, which is cool because that that helps us in every uh, you know fashion of what we're doing. Because mm-hmm. you know even on the financial side, you could be like, hey. This card's crushing Big it. fucking savor the moments, Josh. Yeah. Don't pass them up. Yep. Uh, fig- figure out how to get these cards in. So LSV this past weekend, you said uh, he 5 0 on Moto. Yeah. Uh, with a uh, Savor the Moment deck. Now, Savor the Moment is uh, it's just a two, two blue, one colorless uh, sorcery that says, 
take an extra turn after this one, uh, skip the untap step of that turn. Uh, so it's like a pseudo, uh, you're able to do something, but then it, it get, has a negative, uh, um, a negative turn. Um, well, the reason this up. is so good in LSV's list, he's playing Fires of Invention to offset the not untapping. Yeah, so uh, Fires of Invention, um, where is it at here? Right there. So Fires of Invention is a one red, three colorless enchantment that says you can cast spells uh, only during your turn and you can cast no more than two spells each turn. You may cast spells with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana cost. So uh, this fire... Yeah. <laughs> so this fire of inventions, it gets around um, being able to uh, skip the next untap step. So it's basically a three drop, take an extra turn. Uh, now this card went up 226% to $24. From like what, probably like 10, I think? Uh, yeah, so like seven, okay. 226% from $7.56. Yeah, so it's uh, it's up there now. Um, this is a this is one of those ones that's very cool because you can go through an old binder that you had bulk rares in, right? Um, because this card um, used to be three, four, five bucks, and so most people don't know. They're just like, eh, this is a shitty rare. I might play this in my commander deck, but it's not that good. That's where you're gonna find these savor the moments in old boxes. So it's also a, uh, a Shadowmore card. Um, so those are the kind of things that you don't really Maybe think about. Maybe we'll find some in bulk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we don't got much bulk left. No, nope. need, need to get some more. So um, if you're listening, give us bulk. <laughs> I, need to, I need to have Josh have something to keep me doing. That's right. Uh, so we got My Tarmogoyf. God, this card is so expensive. Num yeah, number three um, uh, for the week is Tarmogoyf. Now, uh, this is one of those things uh, where you're going to see... A slow increase because of the printing of Renin Six. Uh, Renin Six allowed Jun to um, not only be a, a viable deck again, but a good deck. Right? Um, this it was a deck, um, but people just weren't on it. The true Jun players were continued to play this deck even before Renin Six. According to this guy, it's because of Oko. Yeah, so he's saying that uh, Tarmogoyf is up because of Oko. <laughs> I don't think so. I haven't seen many Oko Tarmogoyf decks myself. No, not a whole lot. Seen like one in Teamer Delver from time to time. But. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, don't worry about Goyf like shooting through the roof again, being a hundred dollar. Oh yeah, Jake, give us that bulk. Uh, cause it's not. Uh, well, uh, we can get you Tron and Legacy pieces for bulk. That's for sure. Yeah, baby. Uh, we hey, give bulk, give get bulk, Tron. Get, oh. <laughs> give bulk, get Tron over here. We went for the two totally different formats. That's right. Uh, so this the, guy's an all-star on uh, cheap pickups. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nico Bolas, the Ravager, is he's showing up all the time. I think this is like the third or fourth time we talked about him on the podcast. Maybe this guy really likes this card. He's got maybe this is his pet card, but. Um, it's a Elder Dragon um, from M19. It's kind of a shitter. Uh, it's I 11. can't really see it going below ten bucks though. Eh, I don't know. I, I think it will. I it's think a it'll... Planeswalker. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. You're welcome. Um, so don't don't pick that up. Wait, uh, Sarah the Benevolent. Uh, that thing is pretty cool. Uh, it's a M. It's a, a Modern Horizon card. And it's down to seven nineteen. It's bottomed out. I can see this one going up. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it was. It it came out pre-releasing at like probably forty five bucks. Yeah. Um, 
and now it's just it's it's down to seven bucks. So I can see this thing going back up. It, it's got the Sarah um, and the Planeswalker going for it, uh, so it's got high casual appeal. I think there's a chance it can find like a good <clears throat> modern shell too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it could find something in the future. Um, so I would say, yeah, if you if you guys are interested in uh, good pickups, that's definitely one of them. Um, and then you've got Kyarik, son of Yogmoth. I love saying that name. I need to pick one of these up because I actually want to build a commander deck around him. Uh, Kyarik is, uh, he's one of the coolest, um, I think, most broken, broken commanders, commanders that they've printed oh, in yeah. years. It's like, uh, <clears throat> he's almost like that spike commander they printed in uh, Unstable, except he's real. Yes, this is real. Uh, he started out at around 30 bucks because people were like, holy shit, this card's nutty. Um, and now he is down to uh, $15.20. So uh, this is a weird one. Uh, Richie also thinks that this thing has a pretty high ceiling, um, and as do I. But I can see this card being like a $50, $60 yeah, card I think. But I think you've got a lot of time. So if you don't have Kirk, um, you know, and you're like, uh, I'm going to wait a little while to get him, you're okay. But don't wait too long because this was just in a commander set. Give it maybe six to six months to a year. I yeah. think this card will be back to like thirty. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah. So those are the pickups uh, and the non-pickups Pick for this weekend. Pick me up before you go go. And okay, so I wanted to tell my last story and I forgot right mm-hmm. before we go. Um, so on my um, I can't remember what round it was, but this was. The most epic moment of the in the entire weekend for me. Was so, it when you put a pig into play instead of an Emrakul to kill him and it got boom busted? <laughs> no, dead gone. Dead gone, yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Um, so, listen, I, I'm going to make some punts, right? I got to. Um, so, I'm in, uh, like, day two, and I think it's, oh, it's round two. It's mm-hmm. all coming back. Uh, I'm playing against uh, Valakut. And... I, and I call it Valakut, but it's not called Valakut anymore. Scapeshift. I'm playing against Scapeshift. Um, so that's that's how uh, that's how obscene I am. I think it's actually called Titan Shift. Titan Shift. Yeah, you can call it whatever the fuck you want. Sure. Just don't so call I'm, it late to dinner. Yeah. So I'm playing against Titan Shift, and game three, the game one and two, uh, this guy's like, oh my god, he's like, I cannot believe I'm playing against this deck. He's like, I didn't bring any graveyard hate. Like, you know, he was telling me exactly what all my opponents were telling me. He's like, what the fuck, man? I didn't bring any graveyard hate. How the fuck am I going to beat you? You need to draw bad. And I'm like, I've been drawn fine all weekend because the deck is nuts. It just, it's consistent. It's mm-hmm. not me. I'm not drawn, like, super hot. It's just, the deck is... How, how many times did your opponents say, oh, he had to have drawn well? Yeah, rubble, 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 rubble. He drew so good against me. that Probably quite a few times. I mean, Cathartic Reunion just, I mean, that card's not fair. Mm-hmm. It is not, because it just gets you back Everybody in the says game. it's like the best card in Dredge, so. Yeah, uh, it's the best card in this deck, one of the best cards. So um, we go to we go to game three, and it was a Barn Burners game one and two, and I mulligan, and I mulligan again. And I'm at five, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, I can't keep this five. And I was like, I'm going to lose this round. I was like, God, man, I wanted to start out good on day two. You know, I don't want to start. I, I don't want to be you like. You didn't want to beat me. <laughs> I don't want to like 03 day two, right? Because I wanted to show people that like, you know, I just didn't accidentally day two. Um, I, I wanted to do it well. And so I'm like, hey, man, I'm going down to four. I'm really sad right now. And he's like, dude, I hope you kill me on four 
because that would be the most epic story uh, that we that I have from the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, right, that's not gonna happen. And so I mulled a four, and my opener is uh, the adventure card. Mm -hmm. Two of them, right? One land and Mr. Pig Pants. So I keep Ilharg, keep Ilharg a land, and two of the adventure cards. Mm -hmm. So I draw, I draw my land for turn, and I pitch Ilharg into the graveyard. So now I've got two lands, and I've got Ilharg in the graveyard. Okay. Well, what else do I need to uh, get through my combo? I need a Gorio's Vengeance, and I need a Emrakul. My next draw is Gorio's Vengeance. So I'm like, holy shit. We're doing it. We're getting there. All I need to do is top deck an Emrakul. So the, he, the person from Louisville got 15th place with the deck. Okay. Cool. I was curious how different, how often place he was from you. Yeah. So uh, I draw. I am like, okay, I've got one. I've got one card here that I can that I can draw that's gonna win me this game. I slowly grab the card off the top of my deck. I drag it across the table and I lift it up, and it's fucking Emrakul. And so my opponent's tapped out. All right, because he's like, well, he just mulled a four. He's he's all in. He's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. And, He's trying to get you. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this, but I fucking drew it. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And I Gorios backed uh, Ilharg, and I put um, I put Emrakul into play, and he's like, holy shit, man, that is the most epic shit that I've seen. And that started me out 2-0 on the weekend for, uh, or excuse me, 2-0 on day two. Nice. Yeah, that was, I had to, I had to tell that story to the world. Because, yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. Holy shit. It's like my uh, mutagenic uh, spatial contortion. Oh, yeah. That was the epic story for the weekend. Yeah, that's my favorite play. All right. Well, uh, you guys, make sure that uh, you follow us. We just had a follower. It was uh, MMDW34. Thank you for following. Uh, you will be entered into our drawing that we do every week, uh, uh, every month. Excuse me. And uh, that is a box of Throne of Eldraine this month. Richie will be giving it away on October 31st. Um, so if you guys, uh, if you're watching in future on YouTube, um, you can come back to our Twitch. Our link is in the description below. Is October 31st Halloween? Or is that? I don't know. October 30th. Um, you, you can um, follow the description below, come back to Twitch. Also, if you guys want to um, follow us using Amazon Prime, you'll get a second entry into our drawing. And then if you guys want to help us out um, and uh, support us on Patreon, you'll get a third entry into the drawing. Uh, for the th box of Throne of Eldraine. So uh, that's how you win that. And we do we do giveaways every month, so follow us there. Uh, also, uh, please do us a favor. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we send out um, announcements all the time. Uh, we are at Mom's Basement MTG on Twitter. Also, you can find Richard at Richard T MTG. I actually um, recently hit 380 followers. Yes, he's at, yeah, he's getting some followers. That's what happens when... When you're doing things right, you got your lately. You got your five zero. Um, you know you you uh, you did well this past weekend. Um, so you know you start getting a little clout, getting a little respect when you start doing good at Magic. It's it's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, I like it. So, all right, you guys. Uh, thank you for stopping by SoundClouders. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and we will see all of you guys next Monday at five thirty uh, for our next podcast. And hopefully, we'll be telling you about Richie. Winning the Invitational. The, it's regionals next weekend. Winning the regionals. 
I'll train invitationals in the future. Yeah. All right. We'll get. We'll see you guys next Monday. Peace. Bye.